0: Hello friends out there, you are welcome to the weekend edition of New Kingdom Realities. And I'm your anchor, the Docent And so, tonight we'll be looking at um, Raised and Seated. Hallelujah. But before then, let's just quickly say a word of prayer. Amen. Let's say a word of prayer. Look at Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter, chapter 1. I read from verse 17. It said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand
1: in the heaven. Amen. So let's just pray. Every and the a gente. Embrovados de Membro got to Nimbrogotus and Ragadia, and Rugata de Gatherab of Rugata the Bondus of Recat of Tat team, as I got the digital reggae the bonds of recognition, as I the digital regata the bond of subraget of as I the digital of the bond of regulating, as I the digital of the bond of as the of the of the 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 bondus of Ricketon Tate, I'll send it to the double rugged nem da 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 ga de de ga da 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 Men bruta da 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 ting. Esta da 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 bondo Emperor Tutish got the numbers. Emperor Da 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 Membro do the tisco no mundo sube o dedo do bom. Entre o dedo do of mundo sube o dedo Membro got of Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so once again, welcome to the weekend, to this weekend edition of New Christian New Kingdom Realities. Hallelujah. It's, every, it's a program that uh, that we teach God's word, we teach the gospel and the realities of the new kingdom. Take it we have two editions, we have one, the weekday edition, and we also have
0: another one, and so the weekend edition, the weekend edition is what we are having tonight, actually we will be looking at understanding the gospel looking at the events surrounding the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, look at how that the forecome of the gospel is about the dead burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we are also now considering that aside the dead burial and resurrection, there were other events that happened concurrently around the dead burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And those events are very, very vital also to the gospel. In fact, they now make up what we call the sixth redemptive work of our Lord Jesus Christ. The sixth redemptive walk and that includes crucified, died, buried, quickened, raised, and seated. Hallelujah! So we've looked at the crucified and died. We looked at um, quickened and buried. We look at buried and quickened. Amen. And so today we want to look at, we want to look at raised and seated. Amen. The fact that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Hallelujah! Also, we can also term it the resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. We saw last week how that the fact that he was quickened by the Spirit of God. He was quickened by the power of God. To be quickened means to come alive. So Jesus Christ was raised alive, from was, was made to be quickened from the dead. He became alive from the dead. We looked at how the fact that when he died, he went to another place than hell, which is Hades, the realm of the departed spirits or the realm of the dead. So he went there, and we also looked at the fact that he did not go there to fight a a physical fight or a boxing fight with the devil. No, but he went there on some specific things to do. Uh, we will look at all those things as this as the lesson progresses. Hallelujah! And so tonight we are actually looking at we're looking at the fact that he was raised from the dead. You know, he was quickened, then he was raised. Amen. When he was raised, then he was seated. And We will look at all that now. So let's look at raised. Hallelujah. Raised. We we'll look at. Um, let's start. Let's look at the. You know, I talked about how that the four gospel is what men saw, but the epistles is what God saw. The four gospel is an eyewitness account, what men saw and they recorded, but the, but the epistles is the revelation, is the spirit witness account. All the Spirit witnessed that this was what actually happened when we saw that when Jesus Christ was crucified, we were crucified with Him. When He died, we died with Him. When He was buried, we were buried with Him. When He was quickened, we were quickened together with Him. And when He was raised, we were raised with Him. And now that He's seated, we are seated with Him. So, so now, so, so how, how, at what point were we now crucified? At what point we look at all that? How we became identified with him, we'll look at all that. What we now do with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, we'll look at all that. So, very quickly, let us look at the eyewitness account and we look at Luke. Look at Luke, talking about how that was raised or the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we look at Luke 24 from verse 1. He said, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning. They came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and setting others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, and they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. But found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. But he is risen. Hallelujah. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the sepulchre and told all these things unto the eleven and to the rest. Hallelujah. So we see here that on the first day of the week, By the time now, we've we've all looked at how the fact that I was crucified, I was betrayed into the hands of sinners and into the hands of the high priest, I was crucified, I was was killed, was crucified, died, I was buried. Now we are into how that the fact that it was now, when they went to the tomb, they went to the tomb to just look for his body. By this time, you know, Jesus Christ has actually told them, let's look at it again, let's look at it again, and let's look at it in Matthew 16, look at something in Matthew 16, In Matthew 16, yes, in Matthew 16 from verse 21, he said, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. So we see here that actually Jesus Christ told them that he was going to be killed, Jesus Christ told them that he was going to rise again the third day. So it ought not to have come to them as a news. It ought not to have come to them as some, things, as some things, but it's something that, the point I'm trying to make is that it's something that they ought to have known that Jesus Christ would rise again the third day. But somehow, or somehow or they forgot, as humans will always do. Humans always tend to forget. But in this case, by the time they, 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 they got to his sepulchre, you know, they found a man who was clothed in white linen, that was in from verse um, from verse yes, from verse 4 in Luke 24. He said, As they were much perplexed there about, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Understand? So two men stood by them in shining garments. You know, some 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 uh, scholars have argued that they were angels. But they stood, and one thing that was so setting, was so profound, he told him that his body is not there, he has been risen. Now, why is why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but reason. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man was delivered unto the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. So on the third day, Jesus Christ rose from the dead, or what we can also call resurrected from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that forms the fulcrum of the gospel. Let's look at something in First Corinthians. Let's look at something in First Corinthians, chapter fifteen. First Corinthians, chapter fifteen. I'll read from verse eleven. He said, "Therefore, when whether it be an eye or day, so we preach and so he believe. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen." And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we have found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so be that the dead rise not. So what the Apostle Paul was arguing in First Corinthians 15 is that if we say that there be no resurrection from the dead, then our preaching is vain. If ye so be that Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, then we are yet in our sins. Because it was the resurrection from the dead that made us to be forgiven our sins as we see. Let's look at Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians. Ephesians. Okay. Let's look at Colossians. Let's look at Colossians. I'll read from chapter 2. I read from chapter 2. I'll read from verse 11. It said, In whom also ye are circumcised with his circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, bearing also ye are risen with him through the faith of the oppression of God who had raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. So, just to bring to our members, i maybe able to see that. What the epistles, especially the Pauline epistles, the Pauline revelation, makes us see is that there seems to be, not seen, there is a union of the believer with Christ. In the sense that whatsoever was happening to Christ was happening to us. When he was crucified, we were crucified with him. When he died, we died with him. When he was buried, we were buried with him. When he was quickened, we were quickened with him. Now that he is raised, we are being raised together with him. Hallelujah. And the Greek word for raise is egero. It means cost to rise. The Greek word for raise is egero. It means cost to rise. Meaning that he was cost to, he was he was made to arise. Full bodily arise. Not that his spirit arose, then his body was left behind. No. Both his body and his His spirit was made to arise. So it was a resurrection. It was a resurrection from the dead. And the difference between men being raised from the dead and Jesus Christ being raised from the dead is the fact that when men are raised from the dead, they also die. But Jesus Christ being raised from the dead died no more. Died no more. That is the resurrection. And he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Ghost. He was raised from the dead by the power of God. So we see here that being raised in the Greek word means agero, means cause to rise. Hallelujah. So we see here now in in the epistles that Jesus Christ was actually raised from the dead. And when he was raised, the fundamental part again of the gospel is that the believer was raised with him. Was raised with him. So Jesus Christ in the fourth gospel. We see that he was actually risen from the dead. And when he was raised from the dead. He appeared to his disciples. Now let's look at. Before we look at seated. Now now look at What happened? What were the events that happened? Between the resurrection. And being seated. You see. Resurrection. When Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. He ascended. He ascended. Let's look at it. In Ephesians, Let's look at something in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter. Ephesians chapter. Chapter four. Ephesians chapter four, verse seven. He said, "But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ." Verse eight. Wherefore he said, "When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men." Now that he ascended. What is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. So we see it here. We've looked at it in our previous episode, in our previous episode that Jesus Christ descended upon his burial. Upon his upon his burial, he descended into the lower parts of the earth. As you see in Matthew chapter 12, when he said that, that that as Noah was in the, in the belly of the fish three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth in three days and three nights. So we see here that Jesus Christ, actually upon his resurrection, he ascended. He ascended. There was a bodily ascension, which is also very, very vital in the gospel which is also also very, very vital in the gospel. We'll see the significance in a moment. We'll see the significance in a moment that he was what, how that is what the the significance of his ascension brought to humanity. What is significance of his ascension brought to mankind? What is significance of the ascension brought to the believer? Let's look at it. Let's look at something in John. John, John chapter. Yeah, almost there. John chapter twenty. I read from verse fifteen. I read from verse fourteen. He said, "And when she had thought, said." She turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Let me just backtrack a little bit and read from verse 11. He said, "But Mary stood without at the sepulchre, weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and as she wept and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. And see two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She said unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thought said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, and to my God and your God. So we see here that there is an eyewitness of account. Is an eyewitness account how that the Father Jesus Christ ascended, and when He ascended into heaven what did He go to do in heaven what did He go to do in heaven let's quickly look at it we <coughs> see it in Hebrews the book of Hebrews Hebrews chapter 9 I read from verse 21 He said, "Moreover, is sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the verses of the ministry and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with this, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifice than this. Verse 24 For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the truth, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often. As the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others, for them must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, had he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Amen. Verse 27, And as appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So what did Jesus have? So upon, we saw it in John, how that he told Mary, he said, do not talk me for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go tell my brethren that I sent to my father and to their father and I sent to my God and to their God. So it was at that point in time that God became literally our father. It was because of the sacrifice of Jesus that we cannot hold the title man that God is our father. It was at that point that Jesus Christ now reiterated that God has not only become our God, but He has also become our Father. <coughs> As we see in the book of Hebrews, chapter, we see in the book of Hebrews. See in the book of Hebrews, chapter two, from verse eleven: For both He that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one; for which cause He is not ashamed to call them brethren. Hallelujah. So at that point, he has called them, he has called us what brethren. So we saw that Jesus Christ, when he ascended into heaven, he ascended into heaven with his body and with his spirit to appear in the presence of heaven, in the presence of God for us. And what did he do in heaven? He shed his blood for us. His blood is not red, his blood is neither crimson. But his blood is the eternal spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at it. In Hebrews, we look at all this. In Hebrews chapter 9, I'll read from verse 12. He said, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a knife have sprinkled the unclean, sanctified to be purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So we see it here that when the Bible refers to the blood, we we'll look at all that. The differences between the Old Testament of the law and the New Covenant of grace, or the Old Covenant of the law and the New Covenant of, we'll look at all that. But the focus, the emphasis of today's lesson is the Father. How that Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, He appeared in the presence of the Father for us, and He shed the blood of the mercies, and the heavenly mercies. He offered up Himself, and that His blood is not is not red, is not crimson. But it is his eternal spirit. Hallelujah. So let's look at the next thing. After that, after he has finished it, we now go to the last redemptive work of Christ, which is what's seated. Hallelujah. Which is what's seated. You know, just like a preacher said, he said, Jesus Christ did not sit because he was tired, but he sat because he's finished. <clears throat> I'll take that again. Jesus Christ did not sit because he was tired, but he actually sat because he was finished. Amen. So let's look at seated. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ephesians 2. That's the last redemptive work of Christ. Ephesians 2. I'll read from verse. i read from verse 4. Ephesians chapter 2, verse from 4. It's about God who is rich in mercy for his great love, He he loved us, even when we're dead in sins, that quickened us together with Christ by grace, he has saved, and had raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! You know, from this point onward, there is no there is no eyewitness account because we are not dealing with what happened in the spiritual. We are not dealing with what happened in the unseen realm. We are not dealing with what happened in the non-material world. So you might not see the fact that Jesus Christ was seated in the New Gospel in the four Gospels, but we will come to the Epistles. The Pauline revelation makes us to see something that he was actually seated. Now let's look at the word, let's investigate the word seated. Seated doesn't actually mean that he just sat down on a chair. we we'll look at it. Seated. Seated actually means, in the Greek word, it means soskatizo. It's got it from two Greek words, soon, with, and katizo, to make, to sit down, to set, to appoint, to confer a kingdom on one. So what happened was that to be seated, you know, at that point, Jesus has finished the redemptive work. He has obtained an eternal redemption for us. We'll look at all those in detail. He has finished the redemptive work. You see, he did not finish the redemptive work on the cross. No. The the the, the, The redemption actually started on the cross. Christ's redemption did not finish on the cross. It actually started on the cross. But it was finished in the non-material world. And the last redemptive work what he did was was that the fact that a new kingdom was appointed unto him. And that is where we got our, our, our program from, New Kingdom Realities. It's a new kingdom. It's a new kingdom. It's not a kingdom of the old, but it was a new kingdom that was appointed before him. And that was what we saw that the prophet Daniel actually saw it in the book of Daniel. We'll look at that. we we'll look at that. So, and he was made to sit on the right hand of the Father. Now, the right hand doesn't necessarily mean that he <coughs> was sitting on the right hand, that there was a chair and he was made to sit on the right hand. What means that he was, Jesus Christ was conferred a kingdom, was appointed a kingdom to him. And in that kingdom, he was made to be the ruler. He was placed in a place of honor or authority. Right hand in the Greek means disyields means metaphorically it means a place of honor or authority so let's look at an example in the old testament where something similar was done we look at genesis we look at genesis genesis chapter 41 genesis chapter 41 Chapter 41, read from verse 37. See, the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servant, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, As much as God has showed you all this, there is none so decreed and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word, shall all my people be rude. Only in thy throne will I be greater than thou. So that is an example of putting someone in the right hand. Pharaoh made Joseph to sit in his right hand, so made him the ruler of all the things in his in affairs in his kingdom. The only thing that was different was the fact that what that in it was only in the throne that 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 Pharaoh was greater than him. Just the same way, it's only in the throne that the Father is greater than our Lord Jesus. But every other thing, Jesus Christ was appointed a kingdom, that is it's a new kingdom. a new kingdom hallelujah let's look at something in daniel daniel talked about it lastly let's look at daniel we have so many scriptures but let's just look at daniel yes in daniel chapter 7 from verse 14 he said and there was given him dominion and glory and kingdom and that all people nations and languages should serve him his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that we shall not be destroyed hallelujah And so the summary of it is that Jesus Christ was raised and he was seated. To be seated doesn't mean that he sat down on a chair, but to be seated meaning that he was appointed a new kingdom. And in that kingdom, he was made to be the ruler and was made to be the ruler and was given an authority in that kingdom. And my time is up. God bless you. See you next time.